I see the Mexican wave kind of like mass. When I was a kid, like I loved the Mexican wave. When I was a kid, I used to go to mass and you know, this is something different. And then when you get a bit older, you're like, this is a load of crap. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Very good morning to Morris Deegan. How are you keeping? Morning, Adrian. Nah, not too bad in yourself. We were hoping to have you in the studio this morning, but I think the weather has scuppered us. <laughs> yeah, I, I was halfway up the N7 this morning, and uh, it was like a it was like a car park. So I decided to turn around and come back. It was a safer option, so it was. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's brutal out there. A reminder to everybody to keep nice and safe. Um, how's the body? Body is sore now, Adrian. I'm not going to tell you a lie. <laughs> um, uh, I got a fair whack now on on Sunday. Um, my arm is sore, my wrist is sore, and the knee is not great, and the hip. I never felt that like it was like being in a car crash, so it was, to be honest. Yeah, it looked um, like I, it took the wind out of you in that moment. You were down. I was watching, and I thought, Jesus, are you going to get up here? You were, uh, it was a proper wallop. <laughs> it was, to be honest with you, Adrian, the stubbornness in me... Uh, I said to myself when I got up and I looked up at the clock and it was about 12 minutes to go and I said, look, I've only another 12 more minutes of my inter-county career to, to referee here. So I said, I'll, I'll last it out to stay going. <laughs> what, what, what's the contingency there? The, your, one of your assistants comes in? and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fergal Kelly was the standby ref. He would have come in for me. Like, you know what I mean? So there was a contingency plan in place anyway, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Uh, it's one of the hazards of the job. I suspect, Morris, that when you're weighing these things up, that's what? not a not not your priority. I would have thought in any given week. That no, no, I hadn't planned. No, to be honest with you, no, to be getting belt, getting hit by two sixteen stone fellas, uh, half my age, and nearly drove me about ten yards into the air. So it doesn't. Uh, I'm surprised in some regards because, like, the, by nature, the gig you're you're there and thereabouts with the action all the time. That it almost doesn't happen more often. Yeah, well, you see, to be honest with you, the lads would always be slagging me that I, I don't keep up with play. My problem was on Sunday, I was too close to the play. <laughs> so, um, what do you call it? Look, the, the way the game has gone, it's as everybody knows, the speed of it has just it has taken off. And to be a referee nowadays, I suppose you have to be able to be as fit as the players like you know mm. does it does it seem strange or feel strange Morris to be referred to now as former inter-county referee it does Shane to be honest with you yeah I was down in Kerry yesterday you know just doing a bit of a run I met the Gooch down there you know and we were just chatting about it and uh, we what do you call it uh, like you're walking through the streets and of course everyone is football mad down there and everyone is stopping you and saying what are you going to do now and what's the what's the plan and uh, for the future but uh, uh, to be honest with you I, I nearly I'm nearly happy that uh, I'm finished up I, I've had a great 22-23 years at, at refereeing uh, inter-county to be honest with you so and like uh, the body can only take so much and I, as from what happened on Sunday I can tell you one thing Monday morning wasn't great waking it up <laughs> did, you, did you ever think when you first picked up a whistle that you'd you'd have that career that you end, ended up having three All Ireland finals, 08, 2012 and the replay in twenty sixteen? Not bad. No, well, to be honest with you, Shane, I only I only went into it uh, like I, I think I've said it loads of times. Like I, I'd say about twenty three years ago, twenty four years ago, I was in my home club in Stradbally, and uh, I there was a, a practice match going on, and I was up there with the 
my fiance at the time, my, my now wife, Ashling, and uh, I, um, I, what do you call it, uh, the secretary came over to me and said, look, Morris, would you have to referee the match? I did. A, a jeans on me and a denim jacket and sure. I said look I'll do it for you and I done it and uh, away it went uh, I didn't foresee that I would end up doing three All-Irelands as you said Shane to be honest with you and uh, I, and I've been one of the lucky ones in a sense that uh, I, I've had a great career with refereeing and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it between what friends I've met and uh, what people I've met and places I've travelled all over the world through it like. You've just turned 50 I think so is that you, you have to bow out at this stage Morris is that the Adrian I haven't turned 50 yet no <laughs> I don't want to don't be too, be don't be too hard on me I have another I have another two weeks to go <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say two years there for a second I was no, gonna, no. I'm actually offended are you um, <laughs> so it's it, it because of that you have to bow out is that the, the regulation yeah, at the that's, minute, that's the regulation you have to bow out at 50 uh, you basically have to hang the boots up and Basically, your your intercounty refereeing career is finished, um, and and like, look, in some cases, I, I'm probably I, I'm probably fit enough to go for another two or three years yeah. if needs be. But I suppose you have to have some sort of a a benchmark as to when a referee has to finish. Do you know? So yeah. it does feel look, like kind of if if you were up like fifty now is not. Uh, and you know I'm not a huge amount behind you uh, 50 now is not what it used to be in terms of uh, you know fitness and, and general approach and stuff like it does feel as if particularly in a sport where like we're crying out for quality referees and for referees to stay in the game and that well yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think myself maybe like do you know how to look for myself personally I'm happy to go bow out at 50 but uh, I'd say as you said like uh Maybe it probably needs to be looked at, uh, especially with, uh, I suppose, with whether we we don't probably have the same number of referees there as before as we used to have, like, you know, so like it's getting harder and harder to recruit more referees. But I, I think the biggest problem is, is you might recruit the referees, but the biggest problem in my eyes is probably retention of referees, trying to keep them. Uh, refereeing, you know, that's 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 my my opinion anyway. Like. What's the biggest barrier to that? Sure, obviously you know yourself. Uh, the, the white elephant in the room is 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 obviously uh, the abuse of referees. Like, do you know that's that's probably the big one, and that's what everyone is talking about at the minute. We've had um, myself and Chad have been chatting to David Goff, Martin McNally in recent months. It was particularly on the back of the Roscommon incident uh, not that long ago. Yes. Um, about their own experience of it. Um, in all your years as a ref, what, what's your level of exposure to that, be it verbal or physical or otherwise? Well, to be honest, I've been one of the lucky ones. I've never been physically abused uh, as a referee, but as regards verbally abused, uh, yes, have. Club is probably the worst uh, when it comes to verbal abuse because it's at a more local level. Um, but I, I think at intercounty level, the big one is obviously social media. Like so, like it, it's it's it can drive uh, referees over the game because a, a lot of, of people are are into Facebook and Instagram and all these different things. Now I'm not on any of these forums, um, and I think it's a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, I don't want to see what's going on. The only knock-on effect for me probably is my family sees it. I have two kids. And they probably see it uh, quicker than than anyone else will, like you know. So, like there is a human side to it uh, for the referee if the 
if the, the social media bandwagon gets 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 rolling like against the referee. And I've said it in the past, the referee will make 100, 150 decisions in a game. There'll be two or three big decisions in that game. And if he gets two or three of them right, he's a great fella. If he gets one of them wrong, well, then he's vilified for it. Whatever about the, the social media aspect and the on-pitch abuse, Morris, like you, you talked there about you know being down in Kerry and people come up to you in the street asking what you're up to next. Like over the last 22, 23 years, have you had incidents where on the street people are coming up and saying, Jesus, you, you screwed us there at the weekend? Or No, I, no. to be fair, Shane, no, I, I've never, ever had that. Like, do you know what I mean? In, in all my times, any time that I, I've been out and look at... Uh, you're, you're, if you're going on holidays or you're walking down the street or whatever it is, uh, the general perception out there with, with, with people is like, keep it going, you're doing a good job and, and, uh, and like people generally want to just talk to you about the match and how you got on and, you know, generally them type of people aren't, aren't the ones that will confront you. Do you know what I mean, Shane? Mm. Uh, I, I generally found it now myself that, uh, I was getting a, it was a very positive approach uh, um, that was that was from my side of things like we, we could be walking down myself and my wife could be walking down the street and she got she's getting so used she got so used to it now that uh, someone could stop me and, and like I don't want to be ignorant or anything like that and say look I don't want to talk to you I'd always talk to people and make sure I make time for them and, and that thing could be gone 20 hours down the road and I'd have to run after her try to catch up because she's gotten so used to it at this stage, do you know? I almost feel like, you know, GA could learn a lot from rugby in terms of the decorum and the, the respect given to, to referees. Like, do you feel like, and it's something we spoke to, we spoke to the lads, David Goth and Martin McNally about, but should referees be mic'd up in, in whether it's in the county and club football? Like, would that, would that improve the level of abuse? Well, I've been a big advocate for this about uh, being mic'd up. Um, I think, to be honest with you, if 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 we're mic'd up and everyone can hear, we'll say what the, the referee is given a decision for. Well, then everyone knows what the decision is for, and there's no ambiguity. Like, and I I think going to go to 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 be able to we'll say push push the the future of refereeing on that a little bit further. I think that's a big 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 ask, and I think that's the way to go definitely going forward. One of the reasons, but the, I... but, the, but the problem is, though, we have we, at, the, at, the, at the end of it all, we have to realise that it's not only intercounty because you'll probably only do that intercounty. There is the club scene there as well, which is massive as well. Mm. I think, um, like one of the reasons that was brought up at the time around the intercounty bit, anyway, Morris, about the uh, micing up was that, like, obviously, unlike the professional game, the players are going back to day jobs afterwards and they might have been caught saying something on on mic yeah. that maybe they shouldn't have been. Is that enough of a barrier to? Um, to not do it, do you think, or, yeah? Well, look, I suppose after, if you do it a few times, whatever, like the player will get used to it. Like, you know, the player will learn just as quickly as the referee, mm-hmm. as the referee has to learn by it. Do you know? So I think education is a big thing. Uh, like players, no more than anyone will know the rules as well as the referees, especially at inter-country level because of the amount of education that they are are treated to, especially by like it's it's the way players are now at inter-county level like they will know most of the rules uh, uh, going forward like you know so I don't see that as being an issue 
Jeez, it'd be great for clarity because it would. Oh, for, brilliant! Wouldn't yeah. it? Like you know, I agree. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Yeah, American football is an example where you're at it and like you're looking at the game and you're not sure what's that decision been given for. The referee will literally be on mic to the stadium to say, "Here's why that happened." I mean, and if yeah. you look at it in an Irish context, David again was chatting about the. <clears throat> excuse me, the last time we had him on about like the lack of understanding of the rules from pundits. So like that evening, you've refereed in an Ireland final, that evening it gets picked over in fine detail by the Sunday game or ourselves or whoever it might be. And not everybody's on top of the rules, but equally... Like, we don't have the access to the likes of yourself to say, well, why why did that call happen? Or what was your understanding of what happened there? Um, and that can, pundits tend to fill that void with um, mm-hmm. with opinion that, that might not at times be uh, be accurate. I think, to be honest with you, Adrian, I think that's probably a little bit of a shortfall on the likes of RTE or any pundits like that, is that they probably don't have a referee uh, sitting sitting there so that they can ask them questions like there and then. And when I say a referee, uh, I mean someone that has refereed the game or something like that. And, and I put my name forward now. Well, listen, like, yeah. somebody recently <laughs> right, uh, retired Intercounty referee. Yeah, yeah. not put my name forward there now or anything. <laughs> but I just think, as you said, it would give way more clarity. Like, do you know what I mean? To to decisions that referees have have given tr- uh, during a game. And uh, as I go back to it again, like the referee is only human at the end of the day. And it, and and really and truly, like it'll be two or three decisions that the referee will be judged on. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And there's no point saying any different because that exactly is what he's going to be judged on. It's the same as a player. If a player gets the ball and he, he has three chances at goal and he scores one, they're all going to talk. Well, what about the two we missed? Do you know that's yeah. it's just the nature that uh, that we're it's just the society that we're in. Like you know, you mentioned Morris there. The players, you know, mostly knowing the rules at the minute. I guess. Um, yeah. And look to an extent, the, the rules have have changed that much in the last couple of years. It's it's tough to keep up sometimes. But is in some ways this a good time for you to step away because. You know, I look at things like the advanced mark, for example, and uh, you, you almost wonder yeah. how do referees how do re- how, how can you possibly judge it sometimes? Well, like the advanced mark is very hard. Like there must be there's three or four different like uh, scenarios that the referee has to think of. So obviously, is the player outside the forty five and he kicks the ball in? Two is he twenty meters away? Three did he have a clean catch? Four did he put the arm up? Do you know? And then when he gets it, then he's fifteen seconds to kick it. So uh, on the advanced market, that's probably a, uh, the hardest one. We'll say to how would you put it? It's probably the hardest. Uh, we'll say a rule to referee uh, and to get it right all the time. Uh, the mark in the middle of the field is easy enough, do you know. But I, like like they're, they're improving. They're bringing in new rules. They're probably imp- uh, trying to improve the game. Do you know what I mean? To be mm-hmm. fair, like do you know. So uh, as you said. Like, I'm I'm still going to be a refereeing at club level in Leash. Like, do you know what I mean? But at Intercounty, I'm finished. Like, do you know, so mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy refereeing. It uh, probably the biggest thing I will miss will probably be the buzz of going to the matches, and obviously uh, the buzz in the in the car when the five when the five are, are driving up to a match and the, and the bit of crack that we'd have coming home and and uh, and stuff like that. Would you've always brought the same team with you, Morris? I'd have a pick of about six or seven lads that would always come with me all the time. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, they would come with me all the time. And I'd say down through the years, I've probably had about 23 or four lads. Do you know what I mean? Whereas some lads have just uh, finished up and stuff like that. So, uh, like, I've met great friends uh, from it for life. And, like, uh, like I'll, uh, I- I'll never forget that, like.
Would you pick them for the All-Ireland final as well or does that come from Crow Park? Yeah, no, no, I'd pick them. I'd pick them. I remember one year I was doing the 2008 All-Ireland final and I had five lads that I generally would have picked all the time that would have come at me all the time and I had to ring one of them five to tell him that he wasn't going to be involved in the All-Ireland. Now, that was hard now. Very hard. You know, yeah, no, that was, that's like being a manager of a team yeah. and saying that uh, whatever isn't playing you're not you're not picked for the for the final it's funny those those three All-Irelands that you did referee Morris all stand out as quality finals like Tyrone beating Kerry in 08 you'd yeah. uh, Donegal beating Mayo in 2012 and then the 2016 yeah. replay yeah. Uh, like do, do any moments in particular stand out as, as career highlights for you oh I tell you uh, after the Mayo Donegal um, All-Ireland final uh, Donegal had won the, the, the All-Ireland final I think the first time in I don't know, 40, years. 50 years, yeah. whatever it was. Oh, 92, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought out a seat for us and we sat down in the middle of the pitch after the match and the crowd just started singing the hills of Donegal. It was just electric, you know, and there had been no hassle in the game. Every player and all the manager were coming up and shaking your hand after the game and, and you knew you had done a good job so you could actually sit down and relax because the the stress and the tension lead and pressure leading into the game because it was a big game in 2012 because it was a novel final and I, I even remember trying to get to the pitch uh, that the the crowds outside Crow Park even trying to get in was was ridiculous like you know um it was just it was it was just a brilliant feeling i'll never forget and like all my family were there at uh, at the match as well and and just t- little moments like that you know and uh and especially the all ireland final on the saturday with dublin and and mayo under the, under the lights like the the atmosphere on the saturday night especially on the saturday night game under the lights was just electric because them dublin mayo games uh, back then were probably the highest calibre of games you could ever come across uh, I'd say in the last 20 years mm, So special Any player that stands out Morris has been particularly uh, how would it I work? actually I put that way I said to myself I said I'll draw out a list here now because I knew myself as <laughs> <the> <laughs> we asked this we're, question we're, we're <laughs> what, what, what players do I think Go I, on. Colin, Coop, Colin Cooper stands out as, a, as uh, a, 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 one of the better ones Oh yeah! Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. as in, would never the... give you any back chat or. Well, no, I never said that. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about footballing talent, here, I suppose. Yeah, I'm talking about footballing talent. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was going to ask about the the ones that were particularly tricky to uh, to referee. It <laughs> sounds book. like he's in that category straight off the bat. <laughs> well, I was talking to Colm yesterday. Now it's just a funny story because uh, we were just chatting, and uh, Colm comes up to me and he says, "I never gave you much hassle." He says, "Did I down through the years?" Well, I says, "I remember one time I said in the All Ireland Club Final, I says when you were playing Schlock Neil, and uh, I remember you were running up to me uh, after about twenty minutes or twenty-five minutes, you were coming up to give out to me over." Uh, over a free that I was after given to Schlock Neil and I turned around to you and I says uh, I says Colm um, where's your gum shield <laughs> so he had to turn around and run straight back to the sideline to get a gum shield off someone else tail between his legs straight away yeah 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 yeah. that was him sorted sort of before I could even before I even done anything um, cute carry lads I like it. gum shield yeah, socks exactly. probably yeah. 
yeah, I wasn't even in the cell. <laughs> but like some players, like the likes of Brian Doher was, he was just an exceptional player, a great leader on the team. Uh, like Sean Kavna come to mind like straight away. Like Lee Keegan, another one. He was a gent, a gent. Really? On, uh, off the field, a very, very nice fella. On the field, uh, gave it a hundred and ten percent. Now, to be fair to him, do you know what I mean? Michael Murphy, uh, very good player. Hard to handle at times, but very, very good player. Like, what do you, do you know mean? What yeah, I mean? what's the nub of that? Like, just sort of always looking for that. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I told him a couple of times. If you wanted to whistle, I give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I'm sure sort of. Uh, what, what's the nature of that? So, is, are they like? Like when p- players are onto you like that, is that because like you know the the, the you know, uh, like the, yeah like they're questioning your every decision like do you know yeah. what I mean which is fair enough like and mentally you have to be very strong for that like do you know so like it's probably part and parcel of the game it's the same in soccer rugby anything any sport like if the referee is seems weak mentally. Well, obviously, like the players are going to really hone in on that, and they're going to do, do you know do you know because if, for argument's sake, the referee gives a decision and there's three or four of them try to intimidate him to try turn it around, but the referee stands, well, maybe the next time he might not give the free mm. as quickly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's only human nature. I keep going back to it. The referee is just as, is, is as human as the players are. Mm. Manager, managers are, supporters are. Um, I suspect if you're open to a call down the track when there's been um, an incident we'll certainly have you on again we really enjoyed your uh, company over the last 25 minutes thereabouts thanks a million <laughs> and, and congrats on a brilliant career Adrian, Shane thanks a million totally totally enjoyed it thank you OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar